Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about video game retail sales. Or are we? Certainly seems like the stock market isn't necessarily talking about those sales or what stock folks might refer to as the fundamentals of the GameStop economic operational experience. But nonetheless, GameStop stock has been exploding over the past two weeks or so. So let's talk about that. As a skeleton for that discussion, I'm going to use a Wired article from last week that I thought really did a nice job of laying out the issues here. It was called A Fight Over GameStop's Soaring Stock Turns Ugly. Before we hit that, however, and I know a number of you have already heard a little bit of this from the video that we did this weekend, we are looking at new ways to support the channel. So we started up a Streamlabs uh, donation and tip site. You can check that out in the link description to this video, but we also, because a lot of people asked for this over the weekend, have started up a Patreon site. Virtual Legality Hoaglaw is creating legal videos and podcasts in virtual legality. You can check out the tiers there. You can check out what's happening there. Share it around with people you think might be interested in it. We will put up a page and again, thank supporters at the end of this video, but I don't want to keep away from the substance of this discussion any longer. So let's talk about the wild things that are happening with the GameStop stock price, not just last week, but also today. So as this article is subheaded, the denizens of the Wall Street Bets subreddit, a subreddit with which I was not familiar until I started looking at things for this video, helped push the flailing stock to dizzying heights while a short seller alleged an accompanying accompanying harassment campaign. So what's going on with all of this? It's a lot to unpack. Today, a war over the value of video game retailer GameStop's stock has caused what market guru Jim Cramer called the squeeze of a lifetime. Howling with glee along the way, traders on the chaotic and obscene subreddit Wall Street Bets helped push GameStop's stock price up from $20 on January 11th, so about 14 days ago, to $73. This was at the end of last week after traditional analysts deemed the stock a clunker. In fact, if you aren't familiar with Wall Street Bets, you can check it out yourself. It's got a lot of language and a lot of thoughts here that I don't really want to introduce to my channel. But suffice it to say, this subreddit is effectively a kind of meme lord 4chan commentary thing on stock sales, which means that like some of those environments that you might be familiar with on the internet, one of the motivating characteristics of what's happening here is what we might otherwise describe as trolling. They're they're doing this because they can, because they hate the hedge funds and the short sellers, and they want to make a point of some kind and, and maybe make some money depending on how things go. It's a very unique and interesting kind of subset of what we often talk about with respect to securities law and the laws that are designed to protect the marketplace. If you haven't been in virtual legality before, you should know we just spent a number of episodes over the course of the last month or so talking about CD Projekt and what they were facing with respect to securities lawsuits and fraud on the market, that they had somehow deceived the market to manipulate their stock price. And they're facing a class action lawsuit for that purpose when Over here in a 2.2 million strong subreddit, anything but market manipulation would be a surprise. 
So these folks are 100% manipulating the market. One of the questions is, is that illegal slash does the Securities and Exchange Commission actually have the proper tools to deal with it if it is or if it should be? And I got some bad news for you. I'm not so certain anything's gone wrong here other than the fact that the market is clearly reacting very poorly to some of the things that are happening. Continuing with the article, while this isn't the first time that Wall Street Bets has contributed to a surprising market shakeup, GameStop's unlikely trip to the moon is unique in both its velocity and the allegations of harassment and hacking that accompanied it. Now, I actually think that's a bit of a red herring. Obviously, if there's harassment, hacking, stealing of financial institutions, information, whatever that might be, that's a different avenue to start talking about legality. And certainly, if any of those things have happened, then people could wind up getting themselves in trouble. What's happening here, however, is different in kind. I've pulled up a tweet now from Dom at Dom's Playing on Twitter. Someone I highly recommend you follow if you're interested in the very financial aspects of the game industry. He follows these things. He does read-throughs of the annual reports from a lot of these big publishers. And he said as follows, GameStop stock is approaching 100 bucks in the pre-market, the pre-market trades and quotes that happened before the market actually opened this morning. It was $20 just two weeks ago. Latest, most obvious example of a disconnect between market valuation and underlying fundamentals. Story behind this one is wild between short squeezing, we're going to talk about that, Reddit traders and analyst calls. And you can see here he pulled up the stock price really low, really low, really low. And then all of a sudden up, 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 up to 65 and then trading at, I think I saw 120 or, or maybe higher in the pre-market early this morning. And people on this Wall Street Bets Reddit site just going absolutely crazy for the possibilities. But it is 100% disconnected from what GameStop is, right? This is effectively betting on red or betting on black or betting on odds or evens or whatever your preferred roulette bet might otherwise be. And just taking some object that is in a marketplace and then just betting on it. In this case, because so many people had bet against it. So let's talk about that. GameStop is in bad straits. The Wired article talks about that a little bit, talks about how they had announced they were going to be a, like a, a land cafe right when the pandemic hit. A lot of bad things. As GameStop foundered, some analysts suggested short selling the stock to profit off the price going down. Now, if you aren't familiar with that, Wired does a pretty good job of explaining what that is. Investors borrowed shares of GameStop and then sold them in the hope that once they bought the stock back, they'd make money off the difference. So you own these shares in GameStop. These short sellers think they're overvalued. Thinks, actually, it's only worth $10, not $20. Will you lend them to me? Okay, and I will buy them back from whatever the market price is at the proper time and give them back to you. And they say, yeah, of course. All right, we think the stock is going to go up. So you do that, have fun. And they borrow the, sh the short sale, they sell it. And then if that price goes up or up and up and up and up and up, then they get in trouble. One of the problems here was that GameStop had actually had, I believe it was all, if not more than all, of its shares actually short sold, which meant that there were all of these folks that were effectively out on a limb. And if that price started going up, it effectively became this kind of race to see who would bail out first and cut their losses by buying the shares at the higher price instead of the triple price or the quadruple price, which creates this upward rocket to the moon, as you might see referenced here and in other stock appurtenant places. But it doesn't make it make any sense for what GameStop and its assets are. 
it's still a pandemic. They still have real estate. They don't have any functional business model for the long term. And yet their stock price is going crazy. Now, there are things that Wired and some other places try to attribute to this a little bit. In August, pet food site Chewy.com founder Ryan Cohen purchased a large number of GameStop shares and began strongly advocating for the company to build out its e-commerce presence. That's a good idea. GameStop should have been doing that more a long time ago. So it's a lot of sense to make for an investor to say, okay, they've got a new guy and he is going to be invested in this company. He's advocating for these certain things. Maybe it's a little bit more valuable than I thought. But it was really this short sale circumstance. As the stock climbed, short sellers found themselves having to buy more stock to cover their borrowing. And within a couple of days, GameStop's stock had doubled. It was a huge, massive short position, says Corey Hofstein, chief investment officer of quantitative investment and research firm Newfound Research. A significant amount of money was caught in what's known as a short squeeze, which happens when investors who have bet against a rising stock have to buy it to cover their losses. They may then buy shares to cushion the risk because they theoretically face, as Hofstein says, unlimited losses as the price goes up and up towards infinity. Now that is in fact theoretical, but one can imagine if you have to buy back shares in order to make another person whole, then if those shares can be any price at all, they could be a billion, they could be a trillion, they could be $10 trillion, then you are still on the hook for making sure that happens and or going bankrupt as might be the case with some of these funds that had a short position in GameStop. But those losses are not bound like they are if you just hold stock. If you hold a stock position, your losses are bound by what money you put in. If you short sale a stock and this kind of thing happens, your losses are potentially infinite because there is no upper bound on what that stock price might otherwise be. So-called retail investors, and that's an important term, individuals rather than institutions began sniffing around, especially those orbiting the hugely popular site Wall Street Bets, which has 2 million members and describes itself as like 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal. Interesting, interesting description of a subreddit, but it does seem to match that from what I was able to glean from just a short survey of what's on that subreddit. But these retail investors, this concept, right, that these aren't giant funds, these aren't institutional investors, these are individuals on a subreddit, but acting in concert is not something that the law is right now really fully able to grapple with. Right. Yeah. If they harass people, if they did things on an individual basis, then that might come in as a kind of criminal complaint. But the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Securities Act and the Exchange Act really kind of contemplates more institutional movement will be required in order to to really do the really big frauds on the market. The issuers, surely the issuers being those companies that actually issue stock into the market. That's where the CD projects of the world come into play but not individuals, not retail investors. And what we are seeing now with social media and Reddit and subreddits like this one is something new and something that the law might well have to be revised to accommodate. The massive short contributed more towards the meme stock, as is described here. Banded together, that's an important term as well, Wall Street Bets members bought in big enough to move the stock. You go on that Reddit subreddit, you will see people pumping the stock. Stay in till $1,000. We're going to do this. We're taking the rocket to the moon. We're all going to get rich in a very interesting fashion, but not in the way that the law is really designed to curtail. On Tuesday, Citron, and I apologize for these pronunciations. I'm not a financial guy. Citron research founder Andrew Left, an activist investor and short seller, tweeted that he'd share five reasons why GameStop stock would plummet to $20 fast 
in an upcoming live stream. On Friday, Left set up a second Citron Research Twitter handle claiming that several people had attempted to hack the main account, potentially in an attempt to disrupt his live stream. An angry mob who owns this stock has spent the last 48 hours committing multiple crimes. He says in his YouTube video that someone ordered pizzas to his house and signed him up for Tinder and other things that you've come to expect if you follow any of these kind of Reddit activities. Wall Street Bets moderator Bossel says that he doesn't know if those things happen, and if they did, it's not something we condone or promoted, but at least two posts on the subreddit refer to an alleged doxing. Wired has not confirmed whether doxing happened or if it was through Wall Street Bets channel. So not the best journalism right there. Hey, there's some posts that maybe talk about doxing, but we don't know if it happened. And Wall Street Bets seems like the most likely place that it would have. If it did, eh, it doesn't quite square the circle there. But if this person is correct, certainly this is the kind of thing that the internet has done in the past. And it presents another avenue in which this whole thing is going to get looked at. Tensions between retail investors like Wall Street Bets and a traditional short seller like Citron Research have threatened to boil over for some time in part because of a core philosophical difference. Now, if you don't know me, you might not know that I have an economics background and I find it a touch offensive, or maybe that's a little too strong, a little bit suspect to refer to what is to follow here as a philosophical difference. Here's the quote from Hofstein. The traditional Wall Street view is that markets are driven by some tide of fundamental value. What we are seeing is an influx of speculative retail traders who don't have any philosophy about valuation. That is different than a philosophical difference. In fact, the entire legal regime around protecting things like the stock market and securities investment, investment in stocks and bonds and debt instruments is based on the premise that these things relate to a core value proposition with respect to the institution they represent. That your stock is a share in this thing that might otherwise result in a dividend or a liquidation preference at some point in the future when that company sells. And it's not just a bet at the roulette wheel. It's why it's got different regulations and rules than just going to the casino. But what we're finding now with places like Wall Street Bets and this particular story is that there are folks that are just trying to see if they can make something happen to see if they can make the world burn in certain respects if they don't have a position in the stock and they just hate hedge funds or short sellers. And what you've got here is not a philosophical difference as much as a fundamental core separation as to what the marketplace should be. And I don't think the law actually covers it if you think that this is a problem. I think this subreddit brings a new factor into stocks that wasn't as prevalent as before, says Bossel, it's called hype. GameStop stock had just hit $60, a great leap from the $20 it was worth just last week. On Friday, 194 million shares were traded, over 12 times its average trading volume. Wall Street bets treat stock trading like a video game, says Jamie Rogozinski, who founded the subreddit but has not been affiliated with it since last year. Buttons, graphs, risk and reward. Hell, a Discord. Yep, it's a video game trading kind of site. They're no longer commenting on the story. They're wanting to become the story and have very effectively done that. They're operating as a high volume firm, but they're not. It's interesting, right? So this is the standpoint in which this is all happening. If you've been following this, if you've been waiting for me to comment on it, I'm not a financial guru. I'm not a stock trader or a day trader or anything like that. I know enough to be dangerous when it comes to things like short sales and short squeezes and things of that nature. What I do know a bit better 
is the Securities and Exchange Commission and dealing in securities. I tend to do it with my private company clients and private offerings and things like that. But one of the questions that I had reading these stories is that it seems so obviously market manipulation. It is, by its very definition, they are trying to pump up a stock price in order to hurt hedge funds and short sellers and potentially benefit themselves, but they're honest about it the entire way. Is this actually illegal? The closest thing that I could even think of in terms of my background is the notion of a pump and dump, right? And this is from a 2005 article on the SEC website. They keep up current up to speed with the internet and whatnot. One of the most common internet frauds involves the classic pump and dump scheme. Here's how it works. A company's website may feature a glowing press release about its financial health or some new product or innovation. Newsletters that purport to offer unbiased recommendations may suddenly tout the company as the latest hot stock. But when the fraudsters behind the scheme sell their shares at the peak and stop hyping the stock, the price plummets and investors lose their money. They have a position that they don't disclose. That's the lie. They tell everybody that this stock is great, and then they sell it out from under people after the price of the stock has gone up. But there's a lie there. There has to be a lie there in order for the SEC to act. And what do they act under predominantly? It's good old rule 10b-5, which we talked about with respect to CD Projekt, the employment of manipulative and deceptive devices. It shall be unlawful for any person directly or indirectly by the use of any means or instrumentality of interstate commerce. That's the way that this works. The SEC as a federal body has to have some hook to the powers that are bestowed upon the federal government in the U.S. Constitution. In this case, it's interstate commerce, but it doesn't help you if you are trading stock in the land of the world 2021 because everything uses the internet and the internet has been determined to be interstate commerce. And so the federal government can reach there. Don't think you have any protection from 10b-5 just because you are on the internet doing your own trading. And what is unlawful? It is unlawful to employ any device scheme or artifice to defraud, to to get ill-gotten gains through lies, to make any untrue statement of a material fact, something that's important. You can't lie about it. Or to omit to state a material fact necessary in order to make the statements made in the light of the circumstances under which they were made not misleading, which is a long lawyer's way of saying you have to not lie and you have to not omit. You can't hide things that people would like to know that make the other sentence that might be truthful, technically misleading because they don't have the sentence which you have held back. To engage in any act, practice, or course of business which operates or would operate as a fraud or deceit upon any person in connection with the purchase or sale of any security. This is what the SEC predominantly uses to nail people, including with respect to pump and dump concepts. And there's another uh, reverse version of that called, I believe it's the short and distort if you want to drive prices down. All sorts of things that rely upon some fundamental lie or omission or defrauding device. Here, the Wall Street Bets folks are being perfectly honest. They're saying, this is what we want to do. We want to harm these short sellers. We want to harm the hedge funds. We potentially want to make money doing it. We don't have any reason to believe GameStop is worth X, Y, or Z. We just want to make that number go up to make these people hurt. And outside of what we start talking about with respect to criminal law, harassment and things, I'm not sure that this actually gets the SEC where it needs to go. You can also see this in other kind of descriptions of what 
the SEC uses. This is actually on investor.gov, which is kind of an investor-facing website that the SEC maintains. Fraudsters who conduct stock promotions are often paid promoters or company insiders who stand to gain by selling their shares after creating a buying frenzy and pumping up the stock price. What's necessary here is that they are omitting to state something that they are paid promoters, that they are insiders, that they have a position, that they have something to gain. And surely somebody over here at Wall Street Bets could have a position in GameStop. They could have bought in at $10 and decided, I'm going to see if I can't do something cool over here. And that might potentially be a 10B5 violation that the SEC could act on. But this is happening in such large volume with so many retail investors, it's unlikely that that's everybody. And then can you, just because you're excited about something like this, get into trouble with the SEC? I would argue that the answer right now is no. If you look at other references that the SEC has to these kinds of things, they all relate to one of those fundamental lies. This is just a random SEC obtains asset freeze in micro cap, a smaller business, pump and dump scheme targeting elderly retail investors. And you see what they actually premise this complaint on is aggressively touting companies through unsolicited cold calls during which he repeatedly lied about association with financial institutions, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't have those lies, if you are only effectively using a fake price for the stock market and seeing if you can get everybody to react to it, if you are only doing things to potentially manipulate algorithms that might be used in order to dump short sale stock that these companies might be using, if you're only doing those things and you're not otherwise hiding anything and you're not lying about anything, right? When you talk about this pump and dump description, you often see the SEC refer to things like, oh, they might say that there's a big new FDC, FDA clearance that they have to rely on, or their new product is going to sell like gangbusters. This is based on nothing. There is no fundamental attachment to what GameStop is doing. This is just, let's see if we can kill the short sellers with a short squeeze, a financial move, not based on the value of the company at all. Can they do it is an open question. And I think it's an interesting question because I tend to think as a fraud on the market kind of fundamentalist here, that this is overall a bad thing, that people will be caught up in the wake of movements like this, that a Wall Street bets that achieves this in January of 2021 probably won't stop with GameStop. Now, I do admit that the companies that are most likely to have this facing them are the rock star consumer-based companies, right? GameStop is consumer-facing. People know it that are just out there in the world. This is going to be harder to do with that middleman ball-bearing company that might be in the same position from a short sale standpoint, but isn't exciting. People don't know it. It's just a name on a sheet of paper. GameStop is a big name. It's been covered in a lot of places. And if you just like things like video games, you might find yourself discussing it. Virtual legality discusses it. Other places discuss it because it's a relatively sexy company to discuss. It's an interesting kind of crossroads between what used to be our retail past and what is very likely our digital future and how it deals with those things. If you're not that company, you might not have to deal with it quite as much, but this is the kind of thing that will cause a lack of faith in the market in and of itself. Remember, 10b-5, the SEC, the Securities Act, relies on this notion that you can deceive the market and that should be deemed a fraud. That transparent information about the infrastructure, the nature of the companies in that marketplace is necessary for there to be faith in the market, for these companies to gain capital and for everything to work as it should. This 100% harms that notion. And if this is the only time, that might be one thing. That might be okay. If it's not, 
then the SEC, the various bodies, the legislature that have to look at these kinds of things are going to have to look at what tools they have and who should be punished and who shouldn't be, right? If you're just caught up in this, it shouldn't be illegal to go onto a Reddit page and talk about these things, even to put crazy diamond pictures and rocket ships to the moon and whatever else you're going to do. What should be illegal is the overall step of manipulating the market en masse, And should something like a subreddit of 2.2 million people be treated as a single firm? What should they have to do to register exactly what kind of interests they have? Who's talking and what interests they have? What should be done about these things? I certainly think a lot of hedge funds that might be in significant financial trouble will be talking to the SEC about these issues this week, if not for the remainder of their potentially short business lives. But right now, from a legal perspective, this is an intersection between law and video games that I find fascinating. And unfortunately, I don't think there are any good answers at this point in time. But I will leave you with this. You saw from Dom's playing. You saw there's not based on the fundamentals. This is just a short squeeze designed to hurt hedge fund investors. And at the end of the day, nobody knows what's happening with the GameStop price, right? This started out, went all the way up to, where did this get to? 145 and then take an immediate dive to below where it started today, then recover a little bit. These are wild and hugely varied positions in GameStop. You have gigantic movement of volume and sales and people losing their shirts over this kind of thing. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you like aggressiveness and it's okay if you're making these big bets to have people punished in this fashion. Me personally, I would like to see things really relate to the fundamentals a little bit more. And when you see things like this, the kind of hysteria of the marketplace, I do think it lowers the effectiveness and the value of that marketplace for what could be a potentially long time to come. As always, thank you so much for supporting the channel. This has been Virtual Legality for today. As I promised earlier on, I wanted to give the links to our Patreon, our Streamlabs, our store at Teespring. And if you can't contribute anything to any of these, or if you just hate the channel, either way, there is a definite way that you can help support the channel. And that is to just subscribe and to tell your friends. If, if you don't have any money, if you think it's stupid to give any money to this channel, I can't blame you one bit, but every little single bit helps. And certainly now with YouTube moving against certain of the videos on this channel and doing certain things that I think are going to be corrected, but who knows, every bit of support, dollars or no dollars, subscriptions, just telling your friends is super helpful to everything that we want to be in virtual legality. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.